0: My beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. a most blessed Palm Sunday to all of you. We are on the road to Jerusalem, we are on the road to Golgotha. Perhaps you've had this experience with somebody you know, a good friend, most likely with a spouse. Where the two of you are talking about something, but you're completely missing the connection of what you're talking about, each is looking at what you're talking about differently, and so you're not making the connection. You have what I would call a tragic misunderstanding, and it could lead to friction. Jesus. When he was with Nicodemus, there was a tragic misunderstanding. Jesus was talking about new birth and life in God through baptism and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was talking of a heavenly rebirth for all of us, but Nicodemus was thinking about a physical rebirth, a grown man going back into his mother's womb and being born again. It was a tragic misunderstanding. Jesus was talking about that He is the bread of life. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has new life in me. But there were people there that thought He was talking about eating His flesh and drinking His blood in the form of cannibalism. And they left. It's a tragic misunderstanding. Jesus was on his way to his voluntary passion, and the people were heralding him as king of a new earthly kingdom. All these misunderstandings. Because nobody really knew who Jesus was. Until after his glorification. You and I are going on and we're living our lives. But we oftentimes have tragic misunderstandings of who God is. Perhaps we found ourselves putting God into the, to the category of the vending machine. I plug in so many petitions, so many prayers, and I expect the desired response that I'm praying for, as if I have the right to expect We have a tragic misunderstanding. Perhaps we have a tragic misunderstanding of who we are as church. Scripture tells us the church is the body of Christ. Christ is the head. There's a physical connection. But the misunderstanding we have is we keep putting church in the realm of an industry. Something that we can manipulate on our own. Something we have a right to control the way we think things should go. We have tragic misunderstandings of who God is. But the gospel writers are trying to enlighten us to have a proper understanding. The fathers of the church are trying to enlighten us to have a proper understanding of what's happening. Of who this person is that's riding on the colt of a donkey. That's going to his voluntary passion. Who is this person? Trying to explain to us that this is the very word of God. The very word of God has come flesh to do something tremendous for you and I. He didn't come down here and take on flesh for our materialistic prosperity. He didn't come down here so we could manipulate Him any way we want want Him to be. He came down here to forgive us our sins, to nail them to the cross. He came down here to die on the cross, to do away with death. He came here so that you and I could have new life a life that had real meaning and substance and value, and a life that was not set to a temporal space of time, but now would have an eternal capacity to it, a life that would have no end, and no end of fulfillment in Him. Jesus, throughout His ministry, kept telling people, don't say anything about it. Don't tell anyone you were healed. Keep quiet about it. But today, he doesn't do that. It's almost as if he's encouraging them. Because as we heard at the gospel, when we were at Mountain's Gospel, when we were blessing the palms and willows, we heard the the leaders say, tell those people to be quiet. Quit saying you're the king of Israel. Quit saying you're son of David. Jesus says, I tell you, if they kept quiet, these very stones would cry out. There was a great misunderstanding. Jesus was celebrating his triumph before it even took place. But the people were selling a triumph as if it was already happening in an earthly realm. We have grave misunderstandings. But Jesus is trying to make it plain as day to us. who are thick of skull. That He has come with absolute love to be united with us. He has come to heal your broken heart. He has come... To bind up the wound of your soul. He has come to give you an ineffable love of depths which cannot be fathomed. He's come to give us his very life God's life, not man's life, but he come to give us God's life. I do not call you servants. I call you friends. And then He makes us sons of daughters of God through our baptism. So we're holding up our palms and willows in the acknowledgement that it is not the King of earth that we were glorifying, but the King of heaven. We're holding our palms and willows in jubilant anticipation of what awaits us in this life. We hold our palms and willows as a reminder of the passion that we went through in our baptism and the resurrection we went through through the baptism our palms and willows are a sign of our victory they reflect the cross for us let's don't have grave misunderstandings let's be very careful of our intellectual prowls That it doesn't lead us astray when we think we know the mind of God. No one knows the mind of God. We only know what God has revealed to us. And what He's revealed to us, He's lived out in His earthly ministry and is recorded in the Holy Scriptures. That we're to show mercy and love and kindness. And it all has to be couched in humility. In this way, we become His disciples. We are not called to be the first. God helped the proud man who thinks he needs to be the lead of everything. He will find himself at the last place. He will find himself seated at the bottom of the table. Let's not have a tragic misunderstanding. The last shall be first. The least shall be served, the, great, the greatest. The most humble will be exalted, and the exalted will be humbled. The King of Glory, the one who created the cosmos the one that gave breath of life to you and I and spoke the words of creation, spoke the words of life that brought us about, is sitting on a beast of humility. Showing us the example that we are to have. Don't exalt yourself, but humble yourself. Don't become angry, but wait patiently on the Lord. His timing is perfect. And He works within all the parameters of all our lives, and all the events in all our lives, to bring about the perfection He desires for you and I. But what we're called to do is cooperate, not coerce Him into getting Him to do what we want but be humble enough to wait for him to act upon us. Yes, there was a tragic misunderstanding today. The people were expecting an earthly king. But Jesus was on his way to the pain of the cross. To the eyes of the world, it would be a sign of defeat but to the God, the Father, it will be the Son's glorification. This is the way God works. He uses the weakest means, the smallest, to bring about the greatest. He uses the insignificant Hebrews to become a great nation that the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians all had to deal with. He uses His Son in the form of a man lower than himself to bring about our glorification. And so you and I must be humble and lower ourselves so that we can be used as instruments to bring about God's glory and to show God's greatness. This is a day of joyous triumph in the heavenly realm. It's a day of joy is triumphant for you and I because we have 2020 20 hindsight. We can see what was actually happening. The disciples explained to us why it was all taking place and what it meant. And so we celebrate with joy this great feast. As we too mount that ass, that colt of an ass, in humility. In humility, now we will go through Holy Week, service by service, humbling ourselves more and more and more, ridding ourselves of all the sins that keep our hearts hardened, because those hearts are about to be ripped out. They're about to be ripped out on the cross, and a new heart is about to be placed in us at the resurrection. So prepare yourselves. Prepare your homes. The whole environment of our lives this week should be so focused on Holy Week. We're oblivious to the world around us. We're entering the time of our Lord's passion and preparing for His resurrection. The time of transformation is at hand. The time to put the old man to death is upon us. Let's not have a tragic misunderstanding. Let's be very clear that God is other, and we are not. But let us also be very clear that it is God's infinite love that brings about all we are about to enter into. A love that says, I claim you as my own. I claim you. And no one else shall have you. For I am a jealous God. That's our God. A God that wants all of us. And to have all of us, we have to get rid of all our misconceptions. And walk humbly. So let us, as Micah say. Love kindly, do justice, and walk humbly before our God. If we do this, we won't have tragic misunderstandings. Because our hope we know lies in the Lord. He will take care of all of our needs. He knows the needs of the sparrows and takes care of them. How much more are we worth than they? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What a glorious day. Our faith is about to be reaffirmed once again. Our faith should be strengthened through these weeks. Allow yourself to experience that. Allow yourself to experience the love, the sorrow, the hurt and the great joy that comes on Pascha. Glory to Jesus Christ.